Hello, and welcome to Raising a Healthy Family podcast. I am your host, Natalie Schwartz. I'm excited for this week's episode. I have Christina Carter. She is a parenting coach. She helps frustrated parents connect better with their kids. I think we all need this. She um, really, really goes into a specific method in this episode. And I was taking notes the entire time. I loved it so much. She has a master's degree in psychology and she is also a holistic health practitioner. She is honestly so sweet, so cute. And I loved this conversation because I think that she really focuses on helping the to restore peace and trust and respect without yelling or punishment or bribes. I mean, as parents, we've all been there, right? Like you're not going to go to your friend's house if you don't stop doing X, Y, and Z, you know, like in that truly never works in the long run. So she really sets us up in this episode with some tangible tips that we can implement right away. I have been utilizing it in my own life with my six-year-old. So I'm excited for you guys to get into this episode, take notes, get a piece of paper and a pen, and here we go. Oh my gosh, Christina, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Hi, Natalie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. I know. I think that this is such a good conversation to have, and I've been talking with some mom friends, and this is something that we all sort of struggle with. So I love that we're going to sort of be talking about conflict and connection with our kids because as a mom, this is something that I struggle with, and I know so many moms out there do, especially with my six-year-old. And I think that having the tools to empower us to help us have a a better relationship with them is, is so key. So I would love for you to sort of just share. Yes, absolutely. So I'm sure so, so many of our, these, our moms can just relate to wanting this desire to just want to connect better with our kids. And so often we go to do that and it it turns out in a different way or kind of the opposite way that we had wanted it to. So um, it's, it's our intention that we want, we want to connect. We want to have a great relationship with our kids. And sometimes it doesn't always happen the way we'd like. We go to connect and Oftentimes it ends up being where it ends up in a, we're angry, um, we're arguing, there's tears and it's so frustrating. And so I'm really excited to talk about how we can get back to that connection in some simple steps. Oh, good. Yeah. That would be amazing because I know that, you know, like you said, we have the best intention to like connect with them or or to talk with them about something. And then it's just like a hit and a miss. And it is frustrating or it's frustrating when they're sort of like acting out or acting in a certain way. And it's like, oh, you don't know. I feel like I say this all the time in the podcast when I have um, people come on, but it's like, you aren't born knowing how to parent perfectly and how to support these little people because they don't express themselves like an adult. And a lot of adults don't even express themselves in the right ways. But yeah, no, go. I would love for you to elaborate more on that. Yeah, absolutely. You are so right. So when we go to respond to our kids and at any given situation, 
If you notice a lot of times, almost always, we respond with something like an explanation, a correction, an interrogation, or an evaluation. And what they perceive is that we are, they're trying to, that we're trying to control them or fix them or change them. And it's certainly not our intention, but most of the time, that's what our responses are to our kids. And what that typically can feel like for a child is they can feel disconnected when we do that. And they can feel like I'm wrong or I'm bad. I did something wrong. I'm not good enough. And so they start to feel those little feelings and start to think those little things Mm -hmm. kind of start to grow that disconnection between the parent and child. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And it's certainly not any parent's intention to do that. Right. But um, oftentimes that's usually kind of our, our go-to response with our kids. You know, we're our, our goal as parents is really to just keep things going, keep things smooth. You know, if there's a problem, we, we jump in and we fix it and we move on. And a lot of times um, kids are just really needing that connection and that language of connection with us. Um, And so when they start to feel that disconnection between between us and them, they can start to behave in ways that are withdrawn, maybe angry, uh, argumentative, aggressive. And so then that, of course, can get us um, flustered as well. And then that just sort of leads us down this spiraling path of disconnect and neither the child nor the parent feels great at the end of that. And nobody really wins. So. Yeah. Yeah, and they end up kind of feeling defeated as well because they're kind of feeling like they can't meet our expectations. They're also feeling like, um, you know, mom or dad or grandma or whoever isn't able to meet my own needs. And so it's just sort of we're kind of just left feeling a little disconnected and confused and isolated. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel I feel that like with my own son, like my six-year-old Jack, he's very spicy right now in this stage Mm -hmm. of life. And so I feel like when I go to like correct him or go to say, like I'm coming in hot, I guess, not like in a yelling sort of way, but I can see like from what you're saying that he's taking that in a certain kind of way, which I do feel like we're disconnected right now, which is not a horrible feeling. Yeah, it is. And yes, yeah, it's, it's never our intention to to do that. You know, we go in wanting to always just be in this great connection with our child uh, while we parent them, but it it just doesn't always, it's, the message is not always received by them in that way. And so mm-hmm. it does lead to that connection. So um, I, I have three very, very simple steps I would love to share yes, that... Please. Yes, it brings us from that con- that um, place of conflict into connection with our child. It's three very simple steps, and I call them my three C's from conflict to connection with your child. So they all all the steps start with C. So it's very very easy to remember. It's very simple, and this can apply to any situation with your child. Okay. Let's, yes, let's do it. I got my notepad ready. I'm going to take notes. (laughs) Good, good, good. Okay, great. So the first step in connecting with your child in any scenario, the first C is curiosity. Okay. 
So what we do here is we just want to get the context of the situation, the cold, hard facts, two other C words here, context and cold, hard facts. Okay. So we're just simply noticing what the situation, like what is the circumstance? Our intention in this step is to simply just drop in and wonder. We want to get into this kind of energy of just wondering, longing to understand. We don't want to jump to conclusions. We don't want to create a story. We don't want to look for somebody to blame. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, again, we just want to fix the problem, right? So we'll just jump in. We'll correct. We'll ask a question. Um, and we'll just try to clean it up and move on. But a lot of times this step of curiosity can be very pivotal because we're able to sort of open up and really gather the real information of what we need to know in order to solve the problem. Okay. So like, like an example, like getting curious, like wondering like, okay, why is he acting out like that? Like, what is the situation that's going on? Is he feeling not heard? Or did you just interrupt them abruptly from a show? Like, I know I've I've had this conversation before where it's like some kids need like a little bit of a warning for a transition that's coming up. Some kids don't do well with a transition, you know, like for us, like, I'm like, Hey Jack, like if he's allowed to watch a show, and I'm going to turn it off. I give him like a two minute warning or five minute warning just to like prepare him. Yes, that's perfect. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that curiosity is so valuable when we're really getting curious about their experience in that moment. Like kind of like what's going on for them? What do they need? Yeah. Getting curious about the context, like what, what are they, um, what are they occupied with? What are they doing in the moment? Um, yeah, so just sort of noticing just this longing to understand is really the main core of this curiosity, just the longing to really understand and know what what's going on. Yeah, that's exactly it. Okay, good. Okay, I got okay, it. Okay, good. Okay, so that is our first C, our first step, curiosity. Our second step in moving from conflict to connection with your child is co-regulation, the second C. And that is really just a fancy word for coping together. So this step, the second step is really speaking to the right brain, our emotional side of things. This needs to be tended to first because when we are in an emotional state, we need to feel just acknowledged or validated or just seen in our experience. We all okay. have this longing to just kind of feel like I see you, I get you, it's it's okay. Um, we all have that need. And so we really want to speak to the emotional side of things first. So that's, that's why um, co-regulation is our second step. Okay. In this, and- so, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I'm sorry. I cut you off. I was going to say like, what like is an example of co-regulating when, uh, you know, emotions are high or you're having a conflict with your child? Yes, this is, this can be so tricky and it can really feel really overwhelming for a lot of us parents because um, we can, we don't really have a tendency to feel very comfortable with being in our our emotions or with our children and their emotions. So what it would kind of look like is to 
hold kind of hold this loving energy. It's very firmly holding this loving energy with your child so that your child can eventually match you. Okay. And so so what it would look like in action really is to get on their eye level, make eye contact. If your child's prone to responding well to touch, you can hold their hand or give them a gentle hug, put your arm around them and saying something like, I am here. You are safe. I've got you. I see you. I hear you. I'm here. You're just witnessing them. There's no fixing, no teaching. And that's okay. so hard for us because we oh just want to jump it's in. So, I know it is. It's so hard because you just want to fix the situation or like, exactly. but yes, oh, I need to practice this. Um, yes. For sure. Yeah. It's so easy for us to, you know, we get triggered by witnessing our kids and their feelings. And so what happens a lot of the time is that we get down in there with them and actually co-escalate the situation, which leads Mm -hmm. to tears and yelling and blame. So instead, rather, we want to co-regulate, which means we're kind of the leaders of the situation. We can see our child in uh, they're struggling and in their feelings, and and we want to be the leader. We want to be the the kind of setting the tone here, where we're we're holding that loving energy, and we're just witnessing them. We're just saying it's okay with with our presence, with our body language. Okay, okay, that's good. Yeah. So that's a real key second step here. And and it's really just about compassion. Again, another C word that's easy to remember. Compassion coping together, co-regulation. Okay. So then the third step of moving from conflict to connection with your child is communication, the third C. And now we are speaking to our left brain, all about logic and the analytical side of things. So we get to really make sense of the situation and really figure out how to solve the problem. That's our main goal here for this third step. Okay. So it's all about collaborating together, getting creative. Again, more C words that I love that are easy to remember. Um, And this is just about actively listening to your child, letting them express themselves, letting them express their take on, on what happened without finishing their sentences And when they're done speaking, we can simply just repeat back in a few words what you heard them say. And it really helps them to feel at ease and to feel a little bit more at peace when they feel like they they have been able to have a chance to sort of um, kind of make sense of, of what happened, basically. Okay. Yeah. And then that helps them to feel validated. Exactly. Yes. We're just giving them that moment of, hey, tell me, tell me your take on things. Tell me how you see it. And it just, it's just kind of a game changer really, because we hardly really ever give our kids that chance to do that. Um, Because again, we, you know, we're, we're just trying to fix things and make things better for them and take them out of pain as quickly as possible and, Mm -hmm. and move on. And um, when we take that little extra moment, it can really mean all the difference for our child in the way they process information and then the way they feel about us. Mm-hmm. So we are 
coming into this third step with the mentality of anything is possible. We are really getting into problem solving mode with lots of room for creativity and we're striving to be a team and work together. And so here's a really cool way to think about it. It's not you versus your child, but it's you and your child together versus the problem. Okay. And that way you can work together and be a team and, and collaborate and problem solve together. You're sort of teaching your child in the process how to solve problems, how to how to work together and how to get through anything. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that like where I struggle and I'm sure that people can relate to this is that like, you're so caught up in the moment. It's like a quick response. So like I, I was telling you before, um, before we were recording was like my six-year-old, he's very spicy right now. And he mm-hmm. sort of snaps back with his response. And sometimes I feel like it's rude or disrespectful. And I get immediately frustrated because I feel like, how dare you be disrespectful to me? Like I'm your mom, you know, like, or he'll say like, whatever, I don't care. And it's like, how did you learn this from, you yes. know, like you're just in six. And <laughs> So I immediately go to like correcting him or, or just saying, don't you, we don't talk like that, you know? And so I know that he's not aware of the big picture. He's six. Like he's not have, he doesn't have this huge um, processing capability and doesn't really know like that that's not the most appropriate thing to say, the repercussions Mm -hmm. of that. Um, But I feel like this disconnect and it hurts me. It hurts me on such a deep level because I feel like he was my baby and he was all, we were always so, so close. And um, I feel like I'm more in conflict with him than not these days. Yes. Yeah. It can be so frustrating because you know, when we reflect on the, at the end of the day, on our day, it's like, okay, I had just probably one or two glimmers of, of positive interactions, but most of the time it feels like we're in constant correction mode and constantly, you know, trying to redirect and it just feels heavy. And it feels like we've had so many negative interactions. It feels really defeating at the end of the day as, mm-hmm. as a parent. And, um, I totally understand that. And so many parents, feel that I know where they they feel this reactive sort of trigger in the moment by by what their child has just done, whether it is talking back or they've hit their sibling or or you know whatever it is yeah. it, it can it, it creates certain feeling states in us for sure. And it instantly makes us want to correct and uh, explain or redirect or ask questions like, why would you do that? Or kind of make these evaluations like you never listen or you always are so aggressive or, you know, we, we totally just jump to that. And, um, it's really good to reflect on what are the, what are my thoughts and beliefs that are coming up for me in those moments that are making me behave from this place as a parent? 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of times uh, our, our values will come up. Like I really value respect or um, I really value kindness. And so whenever somebody in our environment behaves in a way that violates those values, it kind of mobilizes us to um, defend those values or to, um, yeah, to kind of, yeah, just, just kind of get angry and, and, and fired up about it. Um, yeah, so it's so, so understandable. And what can really help with that is to simply just reflect on what are, what are maybe the labels I have in the moment in, in my mind about my child or what are the, maybe the evaluations, the judgments, the thoughts or the beliefs I'm having about my child in the moment. Um, because that can sort of give some insight into why we sort of react in that moment. And if we can get more and more curious about our child's experience, they they really aren't needing correction as much as they're really just needing to reconnect. Okay. They're just really, it's like they've just fallen out of connection and their behavior is their best attempt at getting a need met. And when we can bring them back into connection they will be able to access their problem-solving skills, their resources, that kindness, all of those things we're wanting to see from them. And they've just simply fallen out of connection for so many, there's so many different reasons. And we know that too in our day, you know, during the day we, we get triggered, we fall out of connection. Um, you know, we go into that fight or flight mode and our, our best behavior in that moment is, is going to be to fight or run away. Yes. So yeah, we, we, we definitely can understand our child when we see that. So it's just kind of a perspective change um, when it's all said and done. And when we can get into that mindset of curiosity, what's going on for them? And it, it's not so important to figure out exactly what is going on for them, but simply just that they have fallen out of connection and they need our leadership to bring them back into a state of connection. Okay. And that's sort of then where co-regulation comes in. Like I could get down on his level and say, you know, like, Hey buddy, I, I see that you're talking to me like that again. And that really hurts me. Um, and it's okay for you to feel, you know, frustrated or, you know, is that sort of like, uh, am I going in the right direction? I have no idea. Yes, you are going in the right direction. Absolutely. So yes, you have moved away from the reactivity into the curiosity and it's, yes, I could see the shift in your language. And even like you said, in your body language, like to get on his level and to just look at him and just have a, have a moment. Now, this is not to, we don't want to use this, um, these three steps in a way to like a means to an end, if that makes sense. We don't want to use it in a way to manipulate, to get them to fix quote unquote, the behavior. Okay. We okay. really, the, the end goal here is the process of connection. That's what we're wanting. We're not okay. going into this to try to fix behavior because the way to actually resolve things is through connection. Okay. So we're, our goal is to connect and we want to steer away from the goal to be fixing or changing them because they can actually feel that when that is our intention. Uh, But when our intention, yeah, when our intention is to connect and just connect, they, they, they will pivot, they will shift and they will be able to access problem solving, 
um, they will be able to feel again, like anything's possible. Like I can do this. They, they will be able to access those expansive ideas and thoughts and beliefs. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I love, I love that you said, you know, getting on his level and, and saying, you know, I hear you speaking that way. Um, another thing you can say is, um, it sounds like you're really frustrated about this, or I can hear that you're really angry about this, or I hear this is really important to you. You're mm-hmm. just noticing. You're getting curious. You're you're witnessing. You're just noticing. Um, sometimes kids can can feel a little uncomfortable if it's if it's new, and that's okay. You will be able to sort of figure out what your child responds well to. We don't want to go in and make them feel more uncomfortable. We, we this is all about. Um, connecting and figuring out what helps them feel most connected. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That I know it's just in the moment, I feel oh. like it's, I get, I, I, this is definitely, it. it's so good, because, but it's something that I think we all have to sort of practice. Absolutely. The key word is practice. To yes. reach, reach back in your toolbox and go, okay, I'm not going to yell or I'm not going to get frustrated and just use these tools. Yeah. It's such a practice. You are so right. And it's, it's, it's just every day and every moment we use it as a, as a a way to practice the tools, a way to get back into connection. We can see each uh, moment of conflict as an opportunity to reconnect. We can see it as an, um, an opportunity to get closer with our child. Um, rather than, oh, you know, they created another infraction or, you know, yeah. we, we can kind of like easily go to that place of keeping score or tabs and um, rather we can sort of shift our, our mindset and sort of see it in a way where it's like, okay, this is an opportunity for us to reconnect. Okay. And I, and I think that that's such a good mindset frame because I'll be totally honest here on the podcast as always, but like I build resentment towards yes. Jack and I, I freaking hate that. I feel mm-hmm. sick about it. Cause I'm like, I'm the mom, like what the hell are you building resentment towards your six-year-old? But it's like, I feel like there's this disconnect that is happening between us. And then I'm like, why is he acting this way or treating me this way? And, and so I think like you said, like to get curious and to connect with him. Cause that is what he's clearly craving the most. And, you know, he has a two-year-old little brother and I'm caught, con- you know, mm-hmm. that takes up a lot of my time and now I'm pregnant. And so I know he's feeling a certain kind of way. And it's just so nice to be reminded that it's always, you know, about connection and, yes. um, validating them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are so right. I love that. It, it really is. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so easy for us to get triggered when we see when we see those behaviors, and it's kind of just telling us, "Oh, they have fallen out of connection. They need reconnection." And even if they're not having it in that moment, even if their feelings are so big, they're they're just not ready. That is okay. That does not mean you have failed as a parent. It just simply means they need more time, and you can give them space okay. and to still let them know, "I'm here when you are ready." You know, we don't want to kind of turn our backs and say, well, it didn't work or, you know, that he, this, this doesn't work or anything like that. It's just, they might need a little extra time. They might need space. They might need a hug. We get to kind of figure out and do that dance with them and just sort of, um, be what they need from us. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Yes. So those are our three 
steps. And in that third step of communication, we, we want to get their ideas about how to problem solve. We really want to know what are your ideas? What are your plans to get through this? Or how can I help you? How can we do this together? I love that part because we rarely are able to give our child that opportunity, but when we do, they can surprise us with really cool ideas and they're uh-huh. really great little problem solvers. They're so creative and a lot of times they can come up with things that we hadn't even thought of and it might look a little different than what we had planned, but we we need to be open to that and yeah. and try it. And it might be a really cool bonding experience. So by the end of these three steps, these three C's, you will have established a connection with your child. And then they are going to have access to their problem solving and feeling secure with you and feeling soothed and uh, safe with you. And not only is it uh, important in that one moment, but you have opened up the door for deeper connection in future scenarios, which is really powerful. Yes. Yes. No, I... uh... I can totally see how that would be the case if you are practicing this and they feel seen and heard and validated and um, feel safe in the space. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Awesome. So what else is there like in the connecting process? Like, is there anything like a mistake or things to avoid doing um, that you see come up with parents? Absolutely. Yes. So I want to share the number one most important value that we must have in order for connecting with our child to be successful and inevitable. And the value is to value the quality of the relationship with our child. And you might be thinking, well, of course, like, of course I value my relationship with my child, but Mm -hmm. do we make it the utmost important thing, even more important than compliance and obedience? Okay. You might have to pause and think, hmm, yeah, that's, that's a tough for number one. That's a tough for first place. Um, because, you know, obviously we want, we want things to go smoothly. We want them to behave in a certain way. And when we can really feel what it feels like to value the quality of the relationship through a conflict, we open up space for letting it play out however it needs to play out. But the goal is connection. And, At the end of the day, that is what is most important to a child is the quality of the connection with us. Okay. That makes sense for sure. So what are mistakes that people make? Yes. Yes. Great question. So the biggest mistake I would say to avoid in this connecting process would be to it's correcting without connecting. That's the biggest mistake that happens. Okay. So what I mean by that is a lot of times we will want to jump in and fix or correct. And we've totally skipped curiosity and co-regulation. And we're just jumping into the, the problem solving mode. And we can kind of reflect on what that feels like for our own, in our own lives, in our own experiences, when somebody jumps in and corrects us our defenses kind of naturally 
come up. And we sort of just, yeah, we sort of just get into this space of, you know, defensiveness and, and we don't really receive that message. Even if the intention of the message was purely uh, good and and helpful. So we want to connect first and then correct. Okay. So, so, yeah. Okay. No, no, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So I like to call this the connection sandwich. So basically it's, connect first, correct, and then connect. We've put that correction in between two connections and we've made sort of like this little sandwich. So rather than seeing the problem and correcting your child, we that, that leads to a lot of misunderstanding and disconnection. So we want to connect first and that can look anything like a touch a a little phrase of acknowledgement, noticing what they're doing right, noticing what's going right. So um, I guess an example would be like, say your child is um, wanting to look at um, a, a book with pictures and the book is on the shelf and they kind of run up really excitedly to grab the book and things on the shelf fall over, the book falls to the floor. It's kind of a mess. Instead of of jumping in and just saying, you know, why did you do that? Or you know better or, uh, you know, something that we kind of typically will respond with. Yeah. We can connect first. And what that might look like is, I see you're really excited to see the pictures or, um, I know you love looking at this book. It's your favorite, isn't it? Or Mm -hmm. even just a little like, oh, hey, let me help you with this. Or a nice, a a touch on the shoulder or lifting them up to to grab the book. Just any sort of thing that helps them feel connected with you. Mm -hmm. And then we can go in with, if you need to correct in a a given situation, we can go in with the correction um, and, and have it sound something like for this particular example. Let's use both hands and grab the book. Can we do that right now? Um, Just something that's like, you know, a suggestion. You can also ask them, what are your ideas to safely grab this book? You know, we can, we can actually explore it if we want, but if we need to, to, to correct, we can, we can have it be um, in a way that is with connection first. Okay. So like an example, I'm thinking, you know, for a lot of parents who have multiple kids and it's like you hit your brother you hit your sister you snatch this from her it's like this constant thing Mm -hmm. you know that goes back and forth so you would connect first yes and you can connect with everybody in the moment if if that's helpful like you can depending on the situation can connect with everyone um and it can be something like playful um, especially with younger kids, they kind of can tend to, um, it's kind of like a, a very quick game changer when you can, um, speak in a, a an accent or, uh, yeah. you know, just play some music. That's also a way to connect, um, break out into a silly dance. You know, there, there are so many playful ways we can connect as well. Um, we can use touch, we can tickle, we can pretend we're hiding, Um, But we can address the whole group together and say something like, wow, this is really important to all of you guys, isn't it? Or um, I see a lot of 
of high energy happening here. There's so much going on or just, you know, kind of simply just noticing before we jump in with any sort of um, problem solving. Mm -hmm. Because in that situation, it's like, I feel like I do want to correct, like, yes, hit your brother. That's not okay. Like we need to use our words and which would be probably my go-to response, you know, in that situation, like without the connection part, you know, like I would be like, what Jack, absolutely not. We cannot put our hands on our brother, you know, so, um, kind of connect first. Yeah. Connect first. So if it is kind of more of like, um, more immediate situation where, where there's like safety involved, we can certainly gently block and, and have that connection as we're blocking. So, um, like holding his hands or, um, if he's small or if, if a child's small enough, kind of scooping them up and, giving them a, a squeeze or a hug. Um, so it can look in, uh, it can take a bunch of different forms, but yeah, yeah if, it, if it's kind of like immediate safety, we can definitely block or scoop up or um, kind of uh, like we put our hand down on something that they're, they might be throwing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we can, we can definitely help to avoid further um, damage while we, while we connect. Okay. And then you would give a correction. Yeah. So, so it can be either something like, um, actually giving like a redirect or suggestion, or we can, we can go into the, um, the three C's of kind of co-regulating. I see you're super frustrated or, um, you're, this is really important to you. I can see you really wanted this toy, you know, kind of just that second C of just, um, noticing and mm-hmm. that compassion and jumping into that third sea of communication. We can even ask them if you want this toy, how can we work this out together? What are some solutions? We want to make sure they're really um, feeling validated first, because if we jump too quickly into the third sea of communication, they are not really ready to expansively problem solve. They're probably going to jump to, oh, well, my turn first, or no, he he doesn't get it, or I want this. Yeah. Um, yeah so we, we want to really create that space for them to co-regulate with us, to really sort of um, de-escalate that, those those big feelings to where they can feel like they're more in a state of connection. And then once they've reached a more of a state of connection, which, which appears to be like more calm, they're going to be able to collaborate better. Um, But sometimes they might need a minute. Sometimes they need, they might need space suggest to do another activity or work separately for a few minutes. Um, There's yeah, sometimes, especially younger kids, they might need more of our leadership and, our, um, our direction, simple, simple direction. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That's good to know. I'm glad because I'm glad to, to hear that. Obviously I think it's important to have some correction, you know, with with behaviors that you don't want to continue, but it's remembering to connect first. So that's good. Yeah, definitely. Yep. That there's, there's, definitely going to be moments of where we just need to kind of swoop in and redirect or, or uh, correct for sure. And um, your message is going to be way more well received when we can sandwich that correction with connecting before and after. So after what, what maybe a uh, connection would look like in the scenario I mentioned earlier with the book on the shelf is to connect after and say something like, 
I love looking at books with you, or I'm so excited to look at this book with you, or, uh, you know, something similar that just helps them feel like, yeah, we're connected. So even in any kind of challenging scenario with your child, you have navigated it without breaking connection. It is possible to do that. And we can do that with that connection sandwich. Okay, perfect. So what is something that the audience can get started with today with their kids? Like, yes, definitely. Put it into action. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Yes. So what uh, the listeners can get started with today is strengthen, strengthening your empathy with your child. So what you can do is at any point today, whatever you're feeling, we want to pick something that maybe is maybe that something comes up that's maybe more uncomfortable, an uncomfortable feeling. A lot of times we will push it away, distract ourselves, do do something to to help ourselves to not feel it so much because it's uncomfortable. But what we can do is just allow, just allow that feeling to happen and label it. Okay, I feel this feeling. What is this feeling? Let me label it. When you give yourself that moment of doing that, mm-hmm. you're, you're witnessing yourself in your feelings. And what that does is grows your tolerance for feeling uncomfortable feelings okay. so that we are better able to be in, to be able to show up for our child in their big feelings too. This can be really challenging to show up for our child in their big feelings when we haven't felt any validation of our own feelings or our own needs. Okay. So when we do this, even if, if it's just for 10 seconds, this grows our capacity to, to tolerate uncomfortable feelings. And this will bring up blocks for a lot of us. This, this can be very, very challenging. So I love working with parents through those challenges. That's what that's what I love doing. I work one-on-one with parents to to work through those blocks because that is sometimes it's a lifetime full of um, just ways we've learned to cope that that kind of um, I guess no longer serve us and no longer serve our relationship with our child and there's room for better ways of coping and moving through those blocks and so I love supporting parents through that process. Okay. That, that is so good. And I think that that's important to do. I mean, oh my gosh, there's so much that goes into parenting. You just, (laughs) as my kids get older and turn into those little human beings that they're going to be, but no, that is so, so, so good. Thank you so much for all of that. I feel like that was so good. I took a ton of notes and I, I know that people are going to get so much value out of this. Where can people connect with you? Where can they find you on social? Yes. So what people can do is um, I would love for people to check out my free resources and yes. they can do that by going to intuitparentingandwellness.com slash free tools. So okay. that is my business name, intuitparentingandwellness.com slash free dash tools. Okay, perfect. And I'll put that in the show notes. Okay. And then my Instagram handle is Christina Carter underscore parenting coach. And you spell Christina with a CH. 
Awesome. I will put that in there too. Thank you so much, Christina, for your time and for all of that knowledge. And I know that we're all going to be working through our three C's and trying to show up in the best way possible for our kids. Yes, absolutely. I'm so glad. Thank you so much, Natalie. This was a pleasure.